Hello and welcome to the Obsolete Gaming Podcast. I'm Dan, joined by Jake. Hello. And today we are talking about Star Wars, one <laughs> of the, mostly the games, but uh, also going to be touching on the films and the actual uh, very divisive <laughs> thing these days, really, compared to what it was back oh, in the day. There's, there's, there's a lot of Star Wars in the last 10 years. Well, now we've got Disney+, Plus, we've got Mandalorian, <laughs> we've got more on the way after that, so, but we'll get into that because <laughs> we have two different views. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it all started on the Atari 2600 with the Empire Strikes Back. That's the first one, is it? Yeah, yeah didn't play it. <laughs> no, well, not me neither. No. <laughs> From what I've seen, it's yeah. a very primitive game. Yeah, I think it's, uh, if it's the one I'm thinking of, uh, it's the it's sort of the whole uh, Atat Walkers on Hoth, you've got to get rid of that. You know, um, you're like on Rogue Squadron for the GameCube. Basically, you know, the ATATs on Hoth in yes. the Empire Strikes yeah, Back, yeah. and you, you're basically just fighting them. In it's kind of like a space shooter, isn't it? Essentially, where you just in a ship to a degree, to, yeah, yeah. I suppose, but like a lot of Atari games, Atari twenty six hundred. I think with are. Atari, you did use your imagination a lot. Like it was very, very just pixels on the screen, and if you didn't know what it was meant to be, I think oh, if you was like a mum or dad walking in, they'd go, "What the hell is this?" I, I tried to play a game called a Haunted House. I bought a few years ago about eight or nine i bought the atari flashback thing and it just has a load of built-in atari games i was trying to play one called haunted house i could not figure out a thing of what you were doing and somebody came around i think you're going up and down stairs and i just couldn't figure out i'd go somewhere then the screen would flash and then i'd start walking around and i was like i don't know how you thought of that but that's the old, yeah maybe that makes sense because yeah, the was... color of the background just changed and i just couldn't i could not figure out the lot but a lot of them games if you don't have the manual or an understanding it just doesn't make any sense some of them are very like uh, what? What was for? Like breakout. That's very obvious. What you're trying to do, or um, what were those other sort of Atari like Pitfall? You know, Pitfall. Was there a te- did Tetris ever come out for it? No, 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 no. That was a bit later. Because um, that would have been a good fit, I suppose. You know, it's funny you said because I nearly said Tetris. Then I thought we're talking about Tetris one for oh, the Atari. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it came out. That didn't come out till later. It was on the NES. It was. Obviously, yeah. that's still played to this day. Yeah, actually. Would love to do a podcast on Tetris, but I don't know enough about it. And also, probably just be a very boring podcast where we're talking about the same game. It's just essentially remastered again and again. There is a Tetris 2, you know, there's a first person shooter. No. No, there what? isn't. I just made that up. Oh. No, there isn't. I, just made that up. I got well excited there. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> anyway, swiftly moving on, uh, we had our first PC game from Star Wars called X Wing. Uh, I had never played it on PC, but I did actually play it in an arcade cabinet because near where we live we have a kind of old school arcade <laughs> and you know with the arcade machines you, you don't put money in you just pay to go in and you've just got them all to play. oh yeah there's like mm. i know what yeah yeah i know what you're and they <laughs> have they have x-wing and i remember when i saw it because obviously the arcade machine looks really exciting you sort of jump in this not really an x-wing you just have a seat and you know it all looks star warsy until you play a very very primitive game all like, oh, this is crap <laughs> it was just like green pixels and oh i've i've not seen this one no. i don't know i'll have but... to show you if we ever go back i'll show you it if it's still there yeah. uh, then obviously you know a bit about it super star wars for the snes oh yeah for the super nintendo yeah it was one of the first super nintendo games i had i got one for my birthday i can't couldn't tell you what year but you know around the time they were somewhat relevant and that was one of the games I had. The first one. There is a Super Super Star Wars is the first one based off a of New Hope. Then you've got Super Empire Strikes Back, Super Return of the Jedi. Uh, never played the other two, but that first one, I loved it because I really liked Star Wars back then. But I never got very far. It was far too hard for me back then. I'm probably all right now. 
To be fair, the, um, I'm guessing the Master System games, because I had a Game Gear that had Star Wars. We had Star Wars for that. Oh, yeah. It was Return of Jedi. And that was rock hard. Like, absolutely rock hard. Where you played as Leia and Luke. Oh, I don't know if you played on, as Han Solo. On the Game Gear? Yeah, yeah. Blimey, I've done. And I, th- no, I think, you know, I think it was A New Hope. Either way, but I just remember that was rock hard. And it was obviously the Master System version of Star Wars, but right. for the Game Gear. I didn't know there was a Master System one. Maybe it was a Game Gear exclusive, yeah, but it was it was for the. I'm telling you right now, it's no. I'm not Gear. saying it wasn't. You'll I'm probably just... have it because my dad's giving you the Game oh, Gear. Oh yeah, you no, actually have that game. I'll, I'll look. I'll look. I'll, uh, I'll have a look tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, uh, Dark Forces. I know nothing of that. Oh yeah, no. I was just talking about that earlier. That's probably no. It's not my favorite Star Wars game. I'll get to that later. But it's up there. It's a uh, first-person shooter. One of those sort of early-ish PC shooters, you know, like Doom, Duke Nukem, that kind of that kind of style. But it was Star Wars. And it came out at a time where I was mad on Star Wars, that's the thing, because I was when I was younger. And uh, I really, at the time, I really liked the prequels. I mean, we'll get into that later. I have different <laughs> opinions now. But, um, like, uh, yeah, and I mean, again, I couldn't complete it. It was a bit too hard for me now. I'd love to play it again, but I just, I must have traded it in at some point because I don't have it anymore. But I'll have to get it back. I had it for PS1. Plays a guy, I think he was called Kyle Katarn, the main character. It was definitely Kyle something. And uh, yeah, it was really good. And I remember my dad even used to play it. And my dad's not really a gamer. And I remember him trying to find, you know, trying to find somewhere to go somewhere. And he'd see like, he'd go somewhere, see like a few stormtrooper bodies on the floor. And, like, and even I remember him saying, well, I know I've been here because they're dead. And I thought it blew my mind that. I thought, yeah, that, that's clever, that is. <laughs> <laughs> but man, I was only about six. I probably shouldn't have been playing if the game, it's impressive. It's impressive that a game rendered dead bodies. That's it. Not many, I, think, I, think, I think Doom did. I can't remember. I'm sure no, it did. No, it Doom, did, Doom yeah. did, but yeah. a lot of 3D lot, games, and just even, of, even to this day, yeah. like GTA, well, there again, GTA's a big sandbox, but there are certain games now you turn around and their body will be gone. Yeah. Because like, of the render. I mean, that's, like that's that. a bit different, but like, yeah, no, I know what you mean, but it, it, yeah, I suppose it had that more Duke Nukem style, you know, it was more static images coming at you and yeah. moving. It, not, well, yeah, Duke Nukem as well, actually. Um, but yeah, I wish I could say more, but it was so long ago when I played it, and it was only when we were talking about doing this podcast that I thought of it again. I thought, I need to play that again, because... Mm. I mean, well, I've never never even heard of it. It's until... really good, and I think I said to you this earlier as well. Uh, it spawned off the Jedi Knight series, which I never really played much, but they were very popular. There was a few, I think there were three of them. There was The first one was called Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2. To what I gather, you're the same main character. He must become a Jedi. But there's a Jedi Knight 2, which was very popular. And then I'm pretty sure there's a Jedi Knight 3. And then, obviously, they've gone... No, they're not around anymore. But, um, yeah. But one thing that's really, really fascinating, in a way, is all these games back in the day, and up till recent times of, what, 2010... They were all canon. They were all actually part of the Star Wars universe in oh. game form. <laughs> they all actually existed as their own story as part of that original trilogy well, and prequels. That, that would make sense because Dark Forces is very much its own story. It's yeah. nothing to do with the... Well, it's to do with the movies, obviously, but it's yeah, not but it's like not, tied in, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. But then as soon as Disney came in and took over, mm. <laughs> uh, as George Lucas said, he, he sold the his rights to white slavers. Like, honestly, look it up. That's what he said. He had to apologise for it. That's what he called them. Disney? Yeah. Yep. He basically, um, he likened them to, it was like a joke on a radio show or something, and he got in a lot of doo-doo for it. Wow. Well, you can say but, what you want when you just sold some of yeah, the billions. he <laughs> sold it. I think Disney still probably haven't broke even from that. But anyway, so now it's all extended universe, which hmm. is basically like, oh, it's not real. You know, it's it, it, it's just fiction. It's oh, right. Fiction. So they've they've 
boycott it and it doesn't basically it, yeah most most things like clone wars anyone that's seen clone wars a series um that was part of the canon then obviously the disney came in, but they have actually brought that back in yeah we, which kind of makes you think well what else then is you know it convolutes everything we went to watch that at the cinema that was terrible them, yeah absolutely terrible well i could tell you i don't remember that was like, that was the film as a series there's a whole series about oh right it. I can tell you, I don't remember a damn thing about it, so it can't have been that good. I remember but. we walked in that cinema and it was full of kids, and we were both 20-year-old people. Oh, yeah. And it was the most awkward thing ever, that we just sat there, and these two blokes <laughs> that were That's in their 20s, good... if we weren't you... middle-aged, that would have been questioning. Do you not remember <laughs> around that time we went to go watch Seventeen again with Zac Efron? <sighs> I, I, I love that I, film. I really man. wish you'd never bring that up again. <laughs> Well, I guess we're doing it on the podcast. Now. Yes, <laughs> I lied for that film. It was it was a okay film, but the problem is what 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 you're, I, I see what you're going for is the fact that in that cinema yeah, there was a population of ninety nine percent females, one percent males, then one percent was us two. Yeah. No, and maybe one or two boyfriends yeah, were unlucky that's to go. It, but no. We weren't unlucky to go. We went on our own <laughs> merit to go to that film. <laughs> And it was an all right film. We only went because Matthew Perry, yeah, that was literally Chandler from Friends. Was, oh, he's in that film. It was like back when we used to just pick films, wasn't it? We used to suddenly go, "Oh, let's just go see that." because yeah. that looks all right. We kind of go to Stockport, like that's a, a, a big town near our little town, <laughs> and then they had a cinema, so we'd just go there and just watch whatever. And yeah, that that, that was cinema's one of gone there as well. Oh yeah, not I've not been to the new one yet. No, I've not been to the new one. But if you bring that up, remember we went to go see. Uh, what just happened? With, oh, I don't even know if that film even exists. So no, I have to look it up. I've never heard anything about it since. I'd never heard of it going in. It's got Robert De Niro and Bruce Willis in. Yeah, Bruce Willis has a beard. Bruce Willis has a beard. Yeah. Not shave it for this certain. Basically, it's, it's all like, I remember from the film. It's like a set in real life, isn't it? Robert De Niro is like a, a director, and Bruce Willis. No, is, he's a producer. The director's the other guy. Yeah, because he's the one overseeing the director's director, producer. Isn't he like an alcoholic or something like that? He's got really he, big He's problems. dead weird and he wears sunglasses and he's, he really wants to end his film with a man shooting a dog. Oh. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, because um, who is it? Sean Bean, isn't it? Not Sean Bean. Um, he's it's a famous actor in the film. Because <laughs> I know it, I see it now. Oh, I can't oh Christ. He was in Friends as well, talking about it. No, the, the actor... Sean anyway, Bean? No, it wasasn't Sean Bean. So he wasn't in Friends. No, he wasn't in Friends. No, it was an actor that was in Friends. I can't think of his name though, and he's in that film. Correct me if I'm wrong. I might look this up after and go, eh. Okay, it's not him, but it's definitely him. But um Bruce Willis does play Bruce Willis. He's an actor, isn't he? Yeah. And yeah. he has a big beard and it's like you need to shave that beard. But the thing is, it was like it was one of them films, obviously, oh you know, Bruce Willis and Robert De Niro. It's going to be a good film because we we were going to pick, weren't we? And we just thought, oh, that's, that's got to be a good film. And we just yeah. the thing is, it's called What Just Happened. We walked up that cinema like, what the hell? Yeah, was that's that? it. It was two hours of because like, we, we, we weren't sure either. We were the only people in it, bar once when we turned round and do you, like the ghost. Yeah, thing, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, there was a guy about probably yeah. about fifteen rows back. Obviously, it was dark, so it was just like a black figure. And then we turned around again, and he was gone. That was a ghost. Legit, because we went with our, our mutual friend that we don't see much anymore. No, um, he, me, and him were like basically adamant that that was a ghost. Yeah, we were the only people in there, and I'd never heard of it before since. I'm still unsure that was a real film. Yeah, I've not, I've not seen it. So, so I must look it up after, and maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe we, we'll be after this. People will be listening to this. And, what are you on about? I've looked it up. It's not there. <laughs> Mandela effect. 
I don't know, all three of us remembering a, a film with a plot, a maybe, plot maybe, that we can't recall. Maybe but... our mutual friend won't remember it. <laughs> That's a plot twist, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> coming back from this, on to the, <laughs> the point of Star Wars, it all came under a banner of LucasArts, mm-hmm. LucasArts Games. You'll, If anything, I recognise the logo. I, can I see know what right you mean, now. the green writing. And it was basically George Lucas... Well, it wasn't George Lucas himself, but they obviously just made their own company. And it wasn't just Star Wars games they made. They were actually made a very famous game called uh, Escape from Monkey Island mm-hmm. 1 and 2. I didn't really play them, did you? No, no. But I know they're very, very big point-and-click adventures. I was just going to say, is, aren't they point-and-click? But I know people that have played them seem to love them. It was basically one of the big PC games, you know, back, back when PC elitists... Were. Like Broken Sword and that sort of thing. Yeah, so like, yeah, it was one of their claim to fame, so to say. Oh, well, you know, and I think it did come to consoles eventually anyway. Um, oh, yeah. But I don't know which ones. I know you can get it for Xbox now. But oh. I've still never played them because they're just so... I don't know, they're very... Very jarring to me, just to sort of play a point-and-click game that <laughs> like missed or anything like oh, that. Oh yeah, the, the, the very, the very, the difficult, aren't they? Mm. The, but um... the humour, the writing of it seemed really good, and they said they were claimed games, and they'll always hold a massive uh, place in gaming. Mm. So, but they didn't just do that. They did India, Indiana, they did Indiana Jones, did well, the game for that. George Lucas does them films, doesn't he? So, I thought it was Steven Spielberg. Both of them, isn't it? Well, he did, he did, he did what, George Lucas did, did yeah. Indiana Jones? No. Of course he did. I never knew that to this day. I thought it was, it was Steven Spielberg. Yeah, Steven Spielberg directed it. George Lucas wrote them. Well, I, uh, maybe I'm just stupid for never knowing that. I never That's not knew stupid. That. I'm just surprised that never... I don't, no. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how I know that. It's just... Did he write Indiana Jones 4? Because, Christ... Uh, yeah, I film. think he wrote them all. Oh, that's a bad film. Yeah. I think they're even threatening to do another one, aren't they? I was actually, yeah, I think they are. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they are. 2022, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can't come soon enough. <laughs> I've, anyway. I don't think I've seen them all. I've definitely not seen the fourth one. I don't think I've seen the second one. I've seen one of them with Sean Connery in. That's Is that the third, third one? I, I mustn't have seen the second one then. So I've seen the first one. I've got to admit, I've, I've never really... I, I think I saw the first one as a kid, but I've never really ever gone back to watch them. No. I remember when the before came out, I was tempted to see it until people said, no, just don't. It's Yeah. Uh, it's no, I, again, I've, I've heard that they're supposed to be pretty terrible. I just All I've heard is like there's a nuclear explosion and Indiana Jones survives it by going in a fridge. That's literally like, all I could think. Yeah. I don't know where I've heard that from. That's but, all I've ever heard. I've never yeah. seen the film. It's just a caveat I know from the film and it's like... Right, <laughs> that's enough to put me off it. But um, anyway, going into the PS1 era, and this mm. is my first introduction, as I've mentioned before, I got for my birthday the Phantom Menace and a dual shot controller <laughs> okay, for the PS1. Yeah. You know, the controller vibrated. You know, mm-hmm. none of this haptic feedback we get these days. This was just good old vibrations <laughs> on the controller because PS5 have gone all haptic feedback. That's a story for another time, anyway. Uh. But we had the Phantom Menace, and obviously at the time, as a kid, bear in mind I'm 31, and we would have been, what, about 13? No, we wouldn't have even been teenagers. I hate to burst you up, but you're 32. Cheers on that. <laughs> 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 I didn't put a back then, though. Yeah, <laughs> no. my point. When I was young, and wasn't going into an old people's home. <laughs> I, um, I don't know. I, must, I don't think I was a teenager. Maybe I was. Uh, I, I, no, Phantom Menace, I think it came out in 99, the film, so the game so we can't be that long after. And it was an exciting time, because obviously you had your parents, like my dad, who was used to love, I think in most people, would yeah. look at them films and go, oh my God, they're doing... you know." My mum was a massive fan of Star yeah. Wars, yeah. Because um, when 
before we were alive, there was even talk about them doing a, a prequel trilogy. Apparently there's, it had always been a yeah, thing that was... Because in there's the- interviews with Mark Hamill, who plays Luke Skywalker, Harrison Ford, and he goes, yeah, they're on about these prequel things, but they want the technology to get better. Mm. So in a way, that kind of is just the biggest hype in the world, isn't it? You know, they have their toy sales to get by for now, and then sort of have this, oh, wait till the uh, the CGI gets better and things like that. So suddenly the Phantom Menace gets announced. And like, I go back now on YouTube, just look on YouTube of the Phantom Menace, when the, the premiere. All the people are like, it's next level excitement. Like, mm. you, you remember Force Awakens? It was, it just completely blows it out of the water. Oh, it would, it would do because obviously. It was George. That's what I mean. It was George's vision mm. of it. And so as a kid, you know, hearing your parents being so enthusiastic about that, we're going to go see this film. It was like the biggest thing ever. It was like Batman Forever again. Like, I remember Batman Forever was a massive thing when I was a kid. I don't know. Was it? Well, it wasn't my household. <laughs> <laughs> um, but obviously, okay, Godzilla. It was yeah. as big as Godzilla, like back in the day, oh. the first Godzilla film. Not the new Godzilla films, the first Godzilla film. You mean film. the first, like American one, the 1998 one? Yes. Yeah, no, I, I think it was 98. I've just pulled a year out of my arse. Terrible uh, film. I don't. I love that film. Like I don't, I ne- I'll never understand why that scene is so it's bad. It's just, it, it's a, I say, I think I've said it before. It's the whole campiness of the film. I, I like that though. I, I like that. There's a lot of that in those. Films it had the from guy from year. Mr. Bean as the um, protagonist. Remember, the guy from Mr. Bean is the main character. No, of that Matthew film. Broderick's the main character. I could swear he's in Mr. Bean. I know he's in Mr. Bean. That's a different person. No, it definitely isn't. You mean the the dad in Mr. Bean? The dad? No, not what the. the, the, the I mean, the movie, Mr. Yeah. Bean. The guy who he goes and stays with. Yeah. That's a different person. No. Yes, it is. I, I can't tell his name, but that's not Matthew Broderick. Well, from Godzilla, I could swear yeah. it was the same people. <laughs> it's different people. So going back on topic, though, <laughs> to, yeah, The Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. I quite, say how you like Godzilla, I quite enjoyed it, but it, I don't think it holds up, especially the lightsaber battles. I- I always wanted to play it, but I still haven't played it now. But there was a game around that time that I absolutely love that came out for the PS1. I mean, I've got it for the Dreamcast, but I think most people have it for PS1. It's called Jedi Power Battles, and that's pretty much based off the first movie. But it plays like a Streets of Rage-style game, but it's in 3D. It's it's brilliant. And you can be any characters you want. I always played as Mace Windu, which was weird after Attack of the Clones came out, because in that, he has a purple lightsaber, whereas in the game, he has a blue one. All of a sudden in the game, it looks really strange now because he's got a blue lightsaber, but that's my favourite Star Wars game Do you know why he had time. a purple lightsaber? Did he want to be different? I don't know. I no, it was because he turned around to George Lucas during the Attack of the Clones film and said, look, I want a purple lightsaber. That's, that's not even an impression. That's just me with a weird accent oh. on. But anyway, he said, I want a purple lightsaber. And George Lucas was like, no, it's either blue or green. Mm. That's just it. And he's like, no, I want purple. <laughs> and essentially, Samuel Jackson, who played uh, Mace Windu, essentially wanted to be purple so he could find himself in the battle of, of Attack of the Clones. I think you have told me this yeah. before. That sounds have, familiar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And essentially, he got his wish. And now he is actually kind of seen as this Jedi with the only purple lightsaber in the universe, so to say, from the light side. So yeah, no. When 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 there's these big massive battles, you can just point and go, yeah, there I am. <laughs> it was on the Graham Norton interview. Oh, um, cool. I didn't know um, that. Yeah. So no, it is a bit odd, but I think because he was in 
the Phantom Menace anyway, wasn't he? He was in he all just, three of the prequels. He never yeah. had his lightsaber around the Phantom no, Menace. No, no, he didn't, no. He was also, just a boring... Yoda is still a puppet in the Phantom Menace. Depends what version you watch. Oh, really? Mm, oh, I yes. didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Oh, so we're going to go into this later oh, okay. on. It'll probably turn into a podcast of its own. But but yeah, bottom line. But no, no, actually, can... because we'll, we'll probably forget. In yep, George Lucas himself, as we all know, goes back and likes to uh, you know meddle with things. If you were to watch Phantom Menace on Blu-ray, Yoda is not a puppet; he's CGI. The Phantom Menace, which I I enjoy as a kid, doesn't really hold up well today. One that does hold up well, and is actually for the PS. I think it's for the PS2 actually. Revenge of the Sith. The, oh, the game? Yeah. I've never played the game, I don't know. I don't... That's actually really good, to the point you can get a funny alternative ending. Where, All right. Yeah, if you play as the dark side, you'll get, obviously, everyone going, it's over, Anakin, I've got the high ground. And you'll get this cutscene where you end up just jumping over and killing him. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I really enjoyed it anyway. It was actually quite a good game. Cool. Like, up there with other PS2 games at the time. No, so. it was in the PS2 era when the Lego Star Wars games started coming out as well. Ah, yeah, didn't it? no, true, because I yeah. actually... Funnily enough, the only Lego game I've ever played was Phantom Menace. Oh, really? Yeah, I've never played any since, and they're still going. They're still a popular franchise. Yeah, they, used, they did it with loads of different movies. There's Lego Pirates of the Caribbean, there's Lego... I oh, know there is more than that, but I can't no. think of any offhand. <laughs> there's a Lego Indiana Jones. Ah, there you go, yeah. There you go. No, there's, Lego, there's Lego games everywhere. But we should really jump to kind of modern era. We had a Force Unleashed, mm. one and two, but one especially was, I love that game. I, I had it, like I've said to you before, I had that for PS2 when, because uh, it came out mainly for three, well, came out for 360 and the PS2, and I remember a friend at the time Watch me turn it on for the PS2 because he couldn't believe it came out for it. And yeah, I've never I, seen... I find it funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen the 360 version, but apparently at the start of it, when you're coming off a ship or something, you look around and you can see like an entire city and apparently it looks really good. On the PS2, it's just night sky. <laughs> <laughs> and he was laughing at that, but obviously I'd not seen... So to me, it was great because I'd not... I didn't know any... It was just... It was great that the developers actually went out of the way to still mm. develop it there again. The PS2 had such an audience. Oh, yeah, that that's the thing. It'd be I mean. a waste not to, wouldn't it? So I guess there were probably two teams that were an, well, well, like an optimization for the PC. Also, I of, think at that time, I might, I might be wrong, so I don't know, but I think that came out before the PS3 did. So Yes, it would have been because it would have been during yeah. the. Obviously, that weird transition. Because mm. there was a good year of 360, yeah. weren't Because I remember I played it on the Xbox 360, and it was uh, it was amazing. Like you, you could smash glass, and you could tell the way you smash glass. It wasn't just the, an animation. It oh, was really? like the glass stayed on the floor, and you know you could lightsaber things, and it would like be in the pattern that you wait. You know, still know primitive now. Yeah. Um, Metal Gear Rising kind of played Metal Gear Solid Rising. Sorry, I'm going off topic, but that kind of played with that dynamic mm. of you can slice something and on the game it slices that way. So if yeah, you slice a watermelon, saying. you know, at a 90 degree angle, it'll slice it at that. Yeah. It's like on, uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It always blew my mind going a bit off topic here, but Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, you can chop signs. Uh, you can chop like them in half and then chop them again if you know what I mean. I always found that amazing, and obviously he swings his sword either sideways or that way. And I found it really amazing that if he went like that, uh, you can't see what I'm doing. If he went sword <laughs> from uh, top to bottom, it'd chop in half that way, and if he swung at it sideways, it'd chop in half that way. I mean, that was for the N64, a couple of, and that blew my mind then. That's just, you know what I mean. I think yeah. you know that's just Nintendo. They just 
they just, I've said it many times before on this podcast, but they just put so much tender love into their game. Oh, definitely. I'll tell you what, one uh, we've actually missed uh, when we talk about it, we've just skipped a bit ahead, is uh, there was a few N64 ones that were uh, games that were well-known. Like Rogue Squadron started on there, which was like a, a fighter pilot one. You know, you play as all yeah, the... because there's a brand new one out for the... The Series X has been optimised now, called Squadrons. Of course so, there is, yeah. yeah. And they, they were that was unbelievable, really, for a 64 game. But it also had one that I quite enjoyed. I've played it since, I don't enjoy it now, but the Pod Racer one, you know, based on... Uh, oh, yeah, of course. Uh, the Pod the PS, Racing fan. PS1. Was that on PS1 as yeah, well? Oh, I, I don't remember if it was yeah. PS1. I thought it was just on the 64. But, yeah, no, that was always quite fun. And, oh, God, they also had Shadow of the Empire on the... I'm getting well off topic here, but that was a... <laughs> I think that might have been a launch game for the 64. It was very, very early on. But that was, uh, yeah, that was one of the sort of big system sellers early on for the N64, Shadows of the Empire. Like, I never played it myself. It's just come to my mind now I'm talking about it because I forgot they had their own sort of range of them. But yeah, sorry, we'll go back on because there was a Force Unleashed and that well, was... Yeah, what really drew me to Force Unleashed, though, was obviously the first level you play is Darth Vader. You know, it was all these games kind of throwing your face, throwing nostalgia in the face. That'll, that'll make them hooked, so <laughs> to say. And... The thing that really was the selling point for me was this is part of the, you know, this is part of the Star Wars story, so you kind of see what's going on. Eh, you know, it, to me, it, it did fit in. You were kind of Darth Vader's apprentice, but weren't. You know, and you got two alternative endings, and it was a bit convoluted. I think it was just LucasArts mm. trying something new and... It was all right. It was better than Force Unleashed 2. I mean, I can't, I can't remember the story that well, but... Um... No, one thing I do remember as well for the PS2, I never had it, but my friend Johnny did, and they were the Battlefront games. Uh, so I, think there was one, I don't know which one I've played. Battlefront but... 1, there was one or two. Yeah. That... Battlefront 2 is seen as the holy grail. Mm. Story I remember it being so much fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember it that well, but no. Well, no, it's no. funny you mentioned that, because obviously we're talking now about Modern day and yeah, they've, they've, they've done another two, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. You had battle, yeah. You, so basically, we're now jumping to the Xbox One era, slash even Series X era, and basically EA came into the scene. They bought the rights for Star Wars, and they made Battlefront One, and yeah, it was it was it was quite a good game. It was a, it was very bare bones when it first came out, but it was all right. Like I enjoyed it, <laughs> and then they made Battlefront Two. Which I've mentioned before had the most. I think it still has the most downvoted hmm. thing on Reddit of how it was very pay to win, very loot box heavy, very much you had to put money into this game to get basically the best weapons. They backtracked when they realised what the audience were doing, and you know it wasn't this. But unfortunately, Battlefront Two, which on the PS2 is seen as one of the greatest. Oh, the original games. Battlefront, yeah. the original Battlefront Two. Yeah, it, yeah. it's kind of like. You know, you've got this game that it started off with such a bad track record that I think now it's just got an audience because it became free over the last um, month or so. What on the on the like Xbox PC, Live? No, thing. on the PC. It was the PC. Oh right. So oh. these you drew a massive audience to obviously <laughs> these people that already knew the rules. Like I was seeing a lot of um, videos of. You're meant to respect a duel, a lightsaber duel, but these these noobs, these newbies didn't so obviously you had these people that were suddenly you know dueling and then someone get involved because obviously they're part of your team oh you mean like if you see people dueling you just yes, leave you're meant it to respect the duel apparently. i didn't i didn't know yeah. that it's got a community like it has built a very oh. big community and it is quite a very flushed out 
has pretty much every Star Wars character you can think of. Like, you know, if there's a Darth Maul suddenly sees a Luke Skywalker, they'll both duel. Like, you're meant to leave them to duel. That's one of the unspoken rules of the battle. Oh, 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 that's cool, in yeah, a way. That's yeah. what I mean, the politics of the game. But so, like, like it's still, still with, got life in With it, Battlefront like. 2, I don't think any of the criticism was anything to do with the actual gameplay, no. where it was all the microtransaction nonsense. It but. was EA being EA. Mm. And they, they, at the time, owned the rights to Star Wars. Whatever Star Wars game was coming out, it was under EA. So you had that. They did redeem themselves with Fallen Order. That was for the Xbox One that, PS4. Oh, I've, I've not I've seen seen it about. On the and summer. it was obviously, this was obviously under the Disney moniker as well. Mm. And it was, this is part of canon now. This is part, But it was very well thought out compared to the last games. It was very much like you played as, you know, a Padawan and stuff. And then you were like a Padawan when Order 66 came in. And you Ooh. saw all that happen. And then after that, you're kind of like a stowaway on a ship after Order 66, trying to hide as a Jedi. And it was a really, really good story. To the point Darth Vader turns up towards the end, and it makes sense, the story. He's not just shoehorned in. That sounds really cool. Wow. Like, yeah, that whole whole story is really flush. It's like a Star Wars film. I might have to play that. That sounds really good. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's really good. Like, it's so... And also, it kind of gives you them old nods. Like, it's not nostalgia in the face. I don't think Luke Skywalker's mentioned once, but... It very much feels like a Star Wars game. Well, if it's after Order Sixty Six, after Order Sixty Six, he won't be, will he? No, of course it's not. Quite a yeah, long no, time yeah, after that. Of course so. not. No, it's after that. So yeah. yeah, but you see it as a kid, and obviously you're an adult, and you're like, basically it's like a flash. Oh, so, oh right, yeah, yeah, you you're, you're a to, child when it happened. Oh, sorry, yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. you flash forward to it, and yeah. The fact that I've said Darth Vader's and it's kind of a spoiler. It's meant oh. to be kind of a cool reveal at the yeah. end, but it's it's all because it makes sense to the story. I remember when it happens, you're like, and that is kind of a yay redeeming yourself yeah. because obviously the Battlefront Two scenario. Yeah. They made Star Wars Squadrons really really good game as well, like an amazing game that actually made you feel like yeah. you were either a Tie Fighter or an X Wing. Cool, and it was it was awesome. Like it shows that when developers go away from greed. Especially mm. EA, they can actually develop really good games. I was actually just thinking about when you mentioned EA. I was there thinking, God, EA, they get a lot of stick. And I thought, what other games? You know, just sort of when you just things ticking through your head. And I was like, obviously, there's Star Wars. And I thought, and they do FIFA. And I'm pretty sure they do Madden, uh, the American football game. And I was thinking, if you take away their licenses, what franchises do they have? Exactly. Like, I never, th- I mean, I must admit, one of my favorite ever games, Future Cop for the PS1, that's made by EA. That that's was it. back before they were money hungry. Yeah, that's away. it. Yeah, like that's the only one I could think of. Because we all remember EA back in the day. It was EA Sports. It's in the game. Yeah, but that was FIFA. Yeah, and like, now yeah. they've just turned into a. They have turned into the empire. I'm sorry. <laughs> Should just be empire. Yeah, it's actually activists. Bizarrely, with that future cop, I've only ever seen a few games with the intro. You know, like every every game you turn on has the intro of the developers, publishers, all that. It didn't say EA in that logo. It said Electronic Arts in like blue font, and I've never seen it. I think I've seen it on one other game once, but I can't remember what it was. But I've never seen it. Them advertise themselves that because that is EA, isn't it? Electronic Arts. It's the yes, same company. They, yeah, they don't always. Yeah, always just yeah yeah it was just weird i just found it odd unless they were trying like a diff doing that on other games i don't know it's yeah, just something i've always wondered they, yeah they do advertise themselves on different platforms sometimes different genres of games definitely. yeah no just because it's always ea with that red ea you know what i'm trying to say don't you it's just 
Yeah, that's only yeah. with sports games. Is that what it? Yes. Yeah. No, Does it not have that on the Star Wars no, ones? No, you don't just suddenly get EA. No, of EA course sports. I didn't mean it had that. I just mean you the get, logo of the um, EA. Yeah. I don't know with the Star Wars thing because obviously it just it, you have changed over the years. Yes. Yeah. I mean this this game would have been what nineteen ninety eight or something like yeah. that I'm on about. So no, it would have been it would have been two separate. Now I think it's just under one moniker. Yeah. Like it just comes up as one logo. Yeah. I, I just weren't sure. That's all. I just wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> we, you know, talking to Lucas Arts, they are actually back on the scene, and EA don't own the rights to it anymore. To they, Star Wars? Nope, they do, but they don't. Like that, it's okay. kind of, it's shared now. Lucas Arts has come back as Lucas Games, and they are developing games. Is that owned by Disney or? Yes, yeah. so essentially, I think you know their contract kind of ended, but they can still develop Star Wars games. They have actually just come out today. This is talking in February, by the way, that they are still developing Star Wars games. EA themselves. So you never know. It might be a Battlefront 3. It might be a Fallen Order 2. I hope it's Fallen Order 2. Because yeah. it does end on the cliffhanger. Um, but obviously now Lucas Games is coming to the moniker. So we could now talk about all sorts. We could talk about Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, they were know. for the original Xbox, weren't they? And they're, they're, well, they're for the PC, I think, mostly. people. A lot of people play them on the PC. And they have a massive following. Mm. Massive following, so I think a lot of people would like to see uh, Knights of the Old Republic yeah. three because I played Knights of the Old Republic two and I enjoyed it. it I like think you Star can Wars download one. them on the Xbox Store now. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can. You can, you yeah. can, and the 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 great Star Wars RPGs when I used to play them. Mm. Like, so who knows what's in store for future Star Wars games? Yeah. But going from games, I think it would be kind of a travesty not to really talk about the films because me and Jake. <laughs> have very different views on the films. Yeah, yeah, we do. No, so, we... off the bat, we can agree. The original George Lucas, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Revenge of the Sith, <laughs> Revenge of the Jedi. Return? Return of the Jedi. <laughs> oh, amazing films. Oh, the great, the great. I, I think uh, as well, if you watch them, I mean, I, I don't know what people say, but I will argue to the death. If you watch the original Star Wars and New Hope, that film isn't made with the idea of that. They didn't make that knowing they were making more. They no, made didn't. that to be a one and done. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I think it was you that told me that um, as they were filming it. I, th- yeah, I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah go on. Everybody just based it on the set was like, "Christ, what what was this?" <laughs> well, know? no, there was. A, it's based. It's Harrison Ford in an interview, and they're renting out some some space somewhere, some car park. You know what I mean? Just something. And he said. I can't remember what scene it is, but I think it's, it was obviously it's in A New Hope because it's the first one. But obviously they would have had a lot of aliens in it, so a lot of people in big costumes and stuff. And he says there was people like working on like a building site over the road while they were trying to film it or something, something like that. I'm, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but like um, he said, people look over and they said they must have thought they must have looked at us and thought. Well, we're there making a right turkey of a movie over there. Do you know what I mean? Because you'll just see all these big wacky costumes and stuff, and yeah. Well, because they all had a contract, didn't they, in the first film? Of you can either take the money this film makes, or you can have a big. Yes, I think the only person that that took that that, that took the money it made was uh, is it called Alec Guinness? The, Alec the Guinness ori- original one, yeah. maybe. Yes. Yeah, I think all the rest, nobody really had faith that it was going to be... So they all just took, took like what they thought was a big paycheck of like maybe 100000 Still a very oh, yeah. wrong, still a very big paycheck. But I have no idea. That's just, just making up numbers, aren't no, we? So exactly. like, yeah. It was obviously a big paycheck George Lucas had enough to do mm. and had enough faith backing him. Yeah. And Alec McGuinness, obviously... Because he was, he was 
the most established actor. I was going to say, he was film. the only established actor. Yeah. And he didn't even like sci-fi. No. That's why he's killed off well, in the first one, because he didn't re- initially, he wanted to make sure. He, he didn't never... like the script when he first saw it, you know. Really? Yeah, there's an interview with him. And he, he kind of thought well, the script's a bit amateur and stuff. But I think he just liked the whole, I don't know, I think his actor's intuition came in and just thought this might be, uh, you know, this might catch on. No. You know, kind of like... Um, well, it's easily his most iconic role now, isn't it? Oh, I know definitely. it's in other stuff, but I'm... Well, Alan McGuinness, yeah, I couldn't yeah. tell you another film he's in, could you? Uh, yes. Uh, oh God, I can't remember what it's called. There you go. <laughs> but it's a film about <laughs> Oliver Cromwell, and he plays King Charles II. He was a well-established actor, and I, I'm not taking that away from him, you know. Yeah. But I'm sorry, he is going to be forever well, known of course, as Ivan yeah. Conley, but that's not a bad thing. Well, that was towards the end of his career, mm. and that was, what, 1970. Eight, whenever the first one came out, really should. And it's that not one. a bad thing, though, that no. you're forever remembered as Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm. You know, and forever living off them royalties of a new hope. And obviously, as <laughs> as it went on, I think when it came to Empire Strikes Back, they all either demanded a much bigger paycheck or I'm, I'm not sure. But by that point, it would have been so big that yeah. yeah. But no, we definitely. Um... Well, what's your favourite Star Wars film? I keep I keep to and throwing. It's either A New Hope, but I think it's Return of the Sith. No, I'm, I'm doing it now. It, Revenge of the Sith. I know a lot of people don't like the prequels, and I'm not a big fan of episode one or two, but episode three, I just think, incredible. Well, here's the thing. Well, I've never watched anything past Phantom Menace until I met you. It was only because, going back to when we said how you know Phantom Menace, when it came out, was like the biggest thing ever as a kid because your parents were involved mm. and everything... The film wasn't very good. <laughs> no. And I'm sorry, anyone out there that says that Phantom Menace is their favourite Star Wars film, they're a liar. I'm sorry, you just are. If not, you can come on the podcast and I can interview you because there's no chance out of these you know, nine, let's just say six films, let's just talk about the six films for now, that is not the best, I'm sorry. Even out of the original prequels, that is not. It's probably, to be fair, it's not the worst. I would say the you worst Star Wars film. Attack of the Clones the worst. Is it, is it? To, to this to this day, actually, after even the Disney ones, I'd say Stack of the Clones. <laughs> because it just, no. George Lucas went for a whole, you know, I could see where he was going. He went for the whole how the you know how everything changed and you know through politics and let's face it, that's how every war starts. Mm. It always starts through politics. So Phantom Menace is, is very politic heavy. Attack of the Clones is to me. I don't. I, I can't comment too much because I've not watched it recently, but. Mm. The plot's very razor thin compared to Phantom Menace. At least Phantom Menace, it had a you know there was there was building blocks there. I know what you're saying. I always thought that like, what you know when they were coming out, me and my friends used to like theorize what what was going to happen when Darth Vader was going to turn, and we all thought he would turn either he'd be almost there by the end of episode two, or he'd be full on, and then episode three it'd be Darth Vader full on going because we didn't know that. At that point, we didn't know as soon as he'd turn, he'd pretty much fall in the lava and become the, you know, Darth Vader with the big suit. We thought that we'd have a film of him being Darth Vader, not... Yeah, no, yeah, do you know what I mean? Sense. Like that's, yeah. So it baffled me when... I was watching all the way and I couldn't believe it when it ended, just thinking, is that it? He's still... It's kind uh, of like Game of Thrones, really. It really is, because you had Daenerys... Anyone's seen Daenerys? I'll just cover this very, very quickly. But you had Daenerys, that's the son, the, the daughter of the Mad King, who everyone says, oh, she's a Targaryen, she's going to go mad. So, you know, in the books, you can see her kind of slowly going a bit mad. In the series, again, it's like the films, 
you know, they kind of have this story and then suddenly, done. You know, so it's kind of like that with the Star Wars films. You had the first two films that laid the foundation and then suddenly the third film, oh, let's just put it all in. Yeah. Whereas I think, I'm, you know, I agree with you. I think they could have at least, Phantom Menace was the building's block, had him as a kid. Mm. The second film could have had him as that and then it could have ended with him kind of in the state he was at the, basically at the end of Avengers of the Sith and that and kind then, of mad. Yeah. That's you know. it because by the end of that, it's not okay. He does a few things like he he defies Obi Wan Kenobi the odd time, but it's nothing major. Kills it's, the children. Just, oh no, <laughs> Sorry, no, no! Yeah, no, no I'm, I'm, talk, I'm talking Sorry, yeah. about uh, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, like he just does stuff like oh, what is it he does? Like when the fight, you know, the fighting Count Dooku, and obviously he get he gets a bit too into it, and he goes at him, but he's not strong enough, so he gets his arm cut. You know what I mean? Just little things like that. That's that's it. There's no real thing to make him yeah. think. Oh, this guy. Obviously, we know he's going to turn because. There's not going to be many people watching it that don't know that he's going to become Darth Vader. Everyone knows that because well, the first poster for Phantom Menace, oh, if you remember God, it, yeah, for... was the little Anakin Skywalker, and in his shadow was Darth Vader. So it's even false advertisement to a point. You know, you thought, oh, we're going to see him as a kid in this film. We're going to see him turn, but no, I think that I think that's probably why I say Attack of the Clones is one of the worst. What did we get? Oh, we get Yoda fighting. That's about it. That's the highlight of that film. The thing is, that's one thing. I mean, he fights the Revenge of the Sith as well, but I think Yoda, personally, I mean, this is all just personal opinion. Anyone could say different, but I don't think he should fight. I think he should be like, he, he's not that kind of Jedi. I don't think he needs to be. He's just that wise that he should be well, to be fair, from what we've learned from The Mandalorian, which you've not seen, is they are probably the most powerful being in that universe from kids. <laughs> when I say kids, Baby Yoda is his nickname. That's not his actual name. It's uh, Baby Grogu. Grogu. That's his, that's his actual name. Like, is that the name of the species, or is that his name? That's just his name. Right, I think okay. they have a name. I can't. I, I don't want to look that up as well. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but they go to see a Jedi... Very famous Jedi from the start. So I'm not a massive Star Wars fan, but in The Mandalorian, they go to see this Jedi that's turned up in Clone Wars and all sorts. It's quite a massive Oh, I know thing. what you mean, with the yes. big yes. hair thing. Yep. Yeah, no, I know She what appears in yeah. The Mandalorian, and she's like, yes, his name is Grogu. Essentially, after that, so going back to your point of you shouldn't see him fight, yeah, you don't see you know Baby Yoda or Baby Grogu ever fight. But he, he does save Mando a few times, like a lot in that series. So, yeah, I, I get it, because it kind of spoils the illusion, doesn't it? Because obviously Yoda in the original trilogy was this hmm. very much elder, you know, shut up, Luke, I don't care anymore, die. <laughs> no, he doesn't really do that. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. I just, I always think of him as, I'm not saying it, it doesn't ruin the film. It's just, I always thought, like, yeah, I've like mentioned him again, like Mace Windu. Like you look at them, I mean it's never said, but you kind of look at those two and you think they're two of the top Jedi's and you think Yoda's the wisest, he's the most powerful. Or at least that's what I always thought. And but when Yoda starts fighting and fighting like an absolute maniac, it kind of blows that theory out of the wall. I know mm. that's just my personal like you say, when you read in a book and you picture a character in your head and then you see a film which blows that picture away. It's a, I guess it's a similar kind of Thing. Yeah, not so the well, same, no, no, but you know yeah, what no, I mean. It's, it's, the, it's the, the idea of the character. Yeah, the basically, point, so. it just kind of blew that out of my. Yeah, not not yeah. that it, it didn't ruin the film by any means. It just sort of my perception was just shattered. So, would you say that the the prequel series is is as good as well, the, the original? Hmm. Well, not even close. No. <laughs> well, here we go then. <laughs> let's, let's take a deep dive. <laughs> what do you think to the Disney trilogy? Don't like him at all. Not at all. Wouldn't even give him any time of day. I, I didn't mind The Last Jedi, but then I found out that's the most hated one. So clearly I'm just 
off it, but I've, it is. You're true, though. Yeah. You are right. That is, I think, the most polarizing yeah. Star Wars film. But and it doesn't even have Jar Jar Binks in it. <laughs> but I, I, I watched. Um, I, I weren't even going to because to, to to back up my point with the new. Well, they're not that new anymore, are they? But with the latest trilogy of Star Wars films, I just I've said to you a thousand times, don't see the point. I do because they're making money, but storytelling wise, I don't see the point. The story is finished. Star Wars, I think, again, again, my perception is blown away. It's the story of Darth Vader. It starts with him as a kid, it ends with him bringing balance to the Force like the prophecy said he would. God, I'm getting passionate now. But that, <laughs> so that's the end. That is a full six movie epic story. I've got to admit, I agree with you now because I, <sighs> I will admit now, I was, I was part of the Disney bandwagon at first. I thought Force Awakens, I still think, is a good film. It's a good time. You know, seeing Harrison Ford turn up, seeing Luke Skywalker turn up at the end, seeing Leia, is a good time. Last Jedi, I don't think, I'm with you, I don't think it's a bad film, but I think then... I've not seen, I should should clarify, I've not seen the newest one because I just don't want want to. At the time, I enjoyed The Last Jedi. I walked out of cinema thinking, yeah, that was really good. I actually thought it was really good. But when I watch The Last Jedi, I think when everything wraps up and you see the story as it is, you know, I kind of thought that, eh, you know, it, no, you know, you could have told that a lot better. And you kind of do go back to the whole, yeah, you should have just left it, you know. Or oh, just um, had, I don't know, The Force Awakens as just one big romp and, you know, just that's how it all, you know. But I don't know, I don't even think that, 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 like. But the thing is, it, Money talks and no, that's Star exactly Wars is a thing. Is. If it's a series and it still mm. makes, you know, and the thing is with Star Wars, it's not like um, like Breaking Bad. That's not in the blood of fandom. Like Star Wars is just a household name. It always will be, mm. you know. So they'll always try and make money off it, and they they sometimes strike out like with the new movies. Don't get me wrong, Rogue One. Rogue One is a very good film. And Again, that's I, I don't think it's necessary. It is. No, it is, though. It kind of... You, there's a throwaway line in A New Hope where they say a lot of people died for the plans of this mm. star, this Death Star, and it kind of puts it into perspective of what happened because Darth Vader even turns up and he doesn't want them getting the plans. No, it is... It's what I mean. I kind of think, oh, that's quite a nice little nugget there into the story. The rest, as I say... I don't know, Carlo Ren kind of, you know, uh, it, yeah. it, it's good, but I don't think yeah. people will be looking at that new trilogy when they're growing no. up, especially raising kids. If I was to raise a kid right now, I would just say the original, I'd say ignore the rest, just watch the original, they're dated, just watch them, See, ignore the rest. Th- th- this is where we differ. I think I think you can do that, and I think it's great, but I, I think the prequels are good enough. I don't think, I don't think they're great, I think I think the third one's great. I know the first two are, but I think there's such part of the story, and I just think it works so well all together. But I know that's not the normal view, if you no, know what I mean. I'm, 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 I get that, but like you were saying, I'm I'm kind of glad I didn't realise you you sort of thought that way about the new trilogy because obviously I always have. Yeah. So it wasn't until I saw the ending that I thought no. You know, no, I haven't even seen I, the ending. So no. You don't want to. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I know you've told me what happens. Yeah. You don't have you know, to. You have to dig up yeah. old. Go- you know, you have to dig up old yeah. characters and things like that to make it. No, I'm just, know, I'm just, I'm just having a brain moment here. What's the one, the the new one called with Luke in the second one? Last Jedi. Is that what's the newest one called? Rise of Skywalker. Right. Sorry, I'm getting confused. Right. Okay. I thought because you said something about the Last Jedi earlier, and I thought I thought that was the name of the new one. I thought no, that's the one that. And I just got 
just confused. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, no, the um, I think... I just think they're a great story. I mean, the first one can be a bit boring, but hey, my, my girlfriend, Ruth, that's her favourite one. I was going to say something earlier when you said you were talking about it. but what, you went, a new hope? No, the uh, Phantom Wakens. Menace. Oh, the Phantom... What? Yeah, yeah she looked... Well, she's, no. Think about that. She's about two years younger than us, and she saw it at the cinema and just really liked it, so she would only been about I seven. saw it at the cinema, and I hated it. <laughs> and I was a kid at the time. <laughs> yeah, no, she re- but she really likes Liam Neeson, the actor, and he's plays Qui-Gon Jinn, doesn't he? Coming back, so. coming back for the Over One series. Now I must admit, I said I want um, to go on to this because, yeah. as much as I say that the new trilogy is bad, the Mandalorian, you have got to watch it. Uh, it uh, is the best thing Disney have done with the Star Wars license. Well, they've not done much so far. No, so. No, but yeah. by far, honestly, that is. To the point now they're making the baby, you know, the baby Yodas. Quotation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It is that good to the point where it even gets people like my sister, who's not even a Star Wars fan, to suddenly sit up and watch it because it, it kind of is to me like the like the old feeling Star Wars. When you sit and watch it, you go, yeah, they actually capture it. And even my dad mentioned that he even said like I told him watch it, and he went, you know, it just captured the old Star Wars, doesn't it? I'm like, yeah. There's no massive fights and things. It's just. A Mandalorian, aka Boba Fett. It's not Boba Fett, but you know, it is. It's that whole Western space thing mm. that Star Wars was, and it is so good. I can't wait for series three. I, th- I think they're kind of going to ruin it because they're going down the route of the book of Boba Fett. After uh, they're doing a few other Star Wars series after, right. but the Mandalorian, as it is, yeah. if they could, if they could end it right now, I'd turn around and say that's <laughs> the best thing they've done. <laughs> and, but what you were saying about the Obi Wan series, I am excited because I am going to watch that because I really like you and McGregor. Apparently, Hayden Christensen's coming back, and, and I love. I think and it's Liam Neeson is quite good. Yeah, you were just just saying, but I was a bit gutted because I thought that was going to be a film, and no, I just it find was it, originally. I think I just find it a lot easier to. It's a lot easier to sit down and watch a movie than to commit yourself to a series, isn't it? Not that yeah. a good series is great, but it's just. A film is just—it's easy. It's just, you just sit down, you watch it, you've watched it. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. That, that's, I, was... I think though, with with Disney, as I say, they, they they can knock it out the park when they want to. It's like with Marvel and stuff. People are worried that oh no, now they bought Fox and but you know, kind of off top. Well, really off topic. <laughs> One Division. If anyone's watching that, all I'm going to say is you can kind of see where they're going with it, and they might make a success of it because they're not stupid. They're not this big franchise like WWE that don't really know what to do and don't know what the fans want sometimes. I think Disney have very much the finger on the pulse of what fans want when it comes to things. Well, we're not going to get into I a debate. I have no comment on no, the... I don't know. We're so. not going to get into a debate about that. But. No, I think, I think the future is actually looking quite bright for Star Wars. In series form, I don't think it needs a future. I think it should just be done. It won't. It'll never. No, be I know, done. no, I know it won't. But if I had my way, <laughs> I, I know I'm kind of contradicting what I've just said because yeah, I, I probably will enjoy the Obi Wan series, but it doesn't need it. it. Doesn't need anything. It has its six movies, and it should just end. Yeah, I mean it can't because now it has many more movies. Yeah. But <laughs> it should have just that should have just been it. I don't. I get why it isn't, but I'll never. As you say, do you think this? To me, when I think of Star Wars, it's those six movies. To me, it's the three. So if I had my way, it just, just would have be been. Three. But obviously, it's impossible to live in a world like that. No, of course, you always it is. get yeah. the whole. Because oh, that's human nature. Once they did this, look at the Matrix for Christ's sake. We thought look, the Matrix came out amazing film. They One made, of my favourites, and they made two of the films, and they were dreadful. To the point now, they make 
the fourth one's actually filmed and wrapped. It's done. Really? Matrix Resurrects, apparently. Quote me if I'm wrong. We'll I don't, I don't know how that's... It's, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Apparently, Neo and uh, Trinity are going to be stuck in the Matrix, not going to be real people, because obviously they're dead. Yeah. They could easily do it, but is it needed? I don't know, because I don't think the other two were needed. It's, I think it just convoluted no, the entire story. it's a strange line. one, that. I remember watching The Matrix. Obviously, we were, I was a bit young when it came out. I think it was nine. Whereas, we probably watched it a couple of years later, and I thought it was brilliant, me and a couple of my friends. And then, we all watched The Matrix Reloaded. We all went to the cinema to see that. Same. Oh my God, we loved that. Now, I'm not so keen, but back then, we thought it was the coolest thing. You know, I with the Agent Smith fight in the in park. The park and, and the car chase. Mm. But the thing is, that doesn't make a film. No, oh no, 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 of course it doesn't. I remember not having a clue what was going on when they were talking to the, I think he's called the key maker, the guy, no, he's not the key, the guy in the white suit in the, in the room with all the screens. I could swear it's the third one. The no, no, that's the second one. Is it not? Because the key maker's the uh, Yeah, the that's, that's what I just yeah. realised. No, and then the third one, I was so excited to go see that, went Terrible. to see it, watched it, I was just confused. Like the whole film, I didn't really know what was going on. It was the thing is that felt like, what did my head in after is oh it's got biblical you know um, references well not everyone's read the Bible son so you know it, even if it does it doesn't make it great just because exactly. it has it's, references there's so many references that, that's biblically you know and uh, I think it just got a bit too I think it was just a single film that you know was its own thing and then it was like oh we need to make two of the films I actually oh, read somewhere. The, I mean, again, this might not be true because I don't know where I've got this from, but apparently when the first film was made, obviously the directors that made it, you know, they had the vision and whatnot, but the company, I can't remember, whoever it is that, you know, the producers and that had a bit of a hand in, oh, no, we've got to do it this way, you know, do that. But then obviously it was that successful. For the next films, they gave them free range. They were just like, oh, do whatever you want because obviously you'd done really well. So because they had creative freedom, they did precisely what they wanted without somebody there wheeling it back the way i kind of would describe this and this to any listener you have to be a wrestling fan to understand what i'm gonna say but right it's kind of like vince russo the writer vince russo the writer was a very polarizing polarizing? very polarizing and a very out there writer right but hear me out right vince russo when he was in wcw and tna came up with some horrendous nonsense right and all people at the time, I remember thinking, well, not at the time, you know, a while ago, I remember thinking, how can somebody that did so many good stuff in WWF with the Attitude Era in, like, the late 90s have done so many bad, so much bad stuff? And throughout so many interviews and, you know, reports and stuff you read, the thing that worked with him in WWF, WWE, with Vince McMahon, was because he'd come out with all these crazy envelope-pushing ideas, and Vince McMahon was just there to reel it back to a point where he'd think, this will work. And I think that's what the directors of The Matrix are. When they have their producers around them, so they had to make it with their... You know what I mean? They'll be throwing these crazy things out and they'll be like, yeah, that's good, but what if we just take away that and we put that there to make it great? But when they get those sort of people that have those visions that only really appeal to themselves, get creative freedom, they just come up with things that they will think is a masterpiece, but most people are just like, what? (laughs) No, I completely agree with you, definitely, because it goes back, to wrap this up, it goes back to The Phantom Menace. That was George yes, Lucas. A, yeah, exactly. I didn't even to, mean to do that. Yeah, it goes back to George Lucas with, yeah. there's even a famous film on YouTube, look it up, of how he went too far in some places and how they can't take things away 
from the film because it doesn't make any sense anymore. I think they watched that film and thought, oh, wow, we've kind of made this a bit too, you know, you know, someone's imagination and their vision can sometimes not go to screen, mm. you know. And exactly. And like you said, because George Lucas had such good success with Star Wars when it came to the prequels, people just sat back and let him do whatever he wanted, which doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be bad, but because it was just him and he will think that it's great... He yeah. doesn't have it if he's got no one around him saying, "Oh, that might not be good. Why don't we just do that?" Because yeah. all the, you know, that's that's why it would have rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Because a little tweak can make a big difference sometimes. Oh, definitely, definitely. That's why we're getting the Snyder cut of uh, the Justice League and all that. But anyway, that's <laughs> a, a story for another time. But I suppose we should wrap this up. Yeah, um, why not? <laughs> well, I hope you've enjoyed your time rambling. Mm-hmm. I've been Dan. I've been Jay. 